Hello. All right. Cool. Thank you, Gabe. There's Dusty back and Amber's back. Okay. All right. All right. Take care. All right. Hello, everyone. Uh, sorry, I am uh, still learning how to do things. <laughs> and uh, I had to call Gabe to figure out what the ever-loving F was going on. And now I have it figured out. So hello, Amber. Hello, Dusty. How the hey, F boys, how are you? Good, good, good. Let me turn my volume back up. Cool. All right. So a uh, little introduction. Welcome, everyone, back to Reinventing the Tattoo. Uh, this is Let's Talk About Feelings with I, Robbie Rapole, and Dusty Pitstick, uh, and our uh, honorary member, Amber Morgan, who is uh, <laughs> here all the time, giving love and uh, giving us things to talk about and uh, share with. So, hello all. How are you guys hello. doing? I am fantastic. I just finished. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. That was my entire oh. thought. I'm fantastic. <laughs> uh, I was just gonna say, I just finished doing every tattoo ever. So I am a little whooped, but in a good mood. All right, all right. So every tattoo ever, like every yeah. single in the whole world. Um, well, it was, we're actually closed on Mondays, but it was a girl. I've tattooed her before mm -hmm. and I know her dad. She's a family friend sort of thing. It's her birthday. So I was like, yeah, hey, all right. And she's like, oh, well, um, my cousin might want to get one too. I think we want to get the same thing. And I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. So then she texts me like 15 minutes before the appointment. Like, actually, I think I want this. She wants her kids' names too. And like my mom and my cousin, or my mom and my aunt are still coming. That's all right, still. And I was like, well, that's never been brought up to me. So fun. <laughs> um, but, you know, they came, everybody got tattooed. They all got like multiple tattoos each. It was all tiny stuff. And they just left with just enough time for me to hop onto this. So life is good. I'm a little right. cross eyed, but otherwise good. Oh, yeah. Dig it. Dig it. Well, uh, I have a, an obviously noisy baby. So I figured we'd bring him over here. And yeah, he can say hi and look at what's going on. Look at that happiness. <laughs> yeah. So um, today <laughs> I was on the fence about even doing the episode due to Donna's teeth uh, and knowing that I might have to take care of a little cranky baby. So uh, apologies for the cranky man, but his face is cute. So that makes up yes, for it. Yes, Um. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he, he's he's the best. I love this little guy, and he's so cute and so fun, and he loves he loves being loved on, don't you? Yes, you do. Even though he doesn't look like it right now. But <laughs> um, so today, Donna had two molars extracted, which was a really interesting situation. Um, she has a lot of PTSD around dentistry. Uh, really bad shit went down in Philly when she got her Maryland, I think. And she got some teeth work done many years ago. And uh, this dude was insane. Like, I didn't even have time to blink and the tooth was removed on the one side. Like, it was wild how fast this guy worked. The last dentist I saw work on her was like, man, you got a small mouth. This is really hard to do. Everything's so hard in your small little mouth. This guy didn't give a fuck. He went in there, he went, fucking the other side, he went, and then that was it. Like, in under five minutes, she had two teeth extracted. So it was really weird to watch. I'm still- That's how you're going to do it, quick. 
dude for real he he's an older cat and he's been doing it for a while and they say he's about to retire uh sooner than later so uh you know doing something for many many years makes you really good at it yes so, uh he definitely um was really good at it so that was cool to watch and uh on the feeling side of things it was pretty rough because donna was a maniac most of the day yesterday uh, her anxiety as we're driving in the car big time and it's funny because you know i'm i'm the guy that knows these things right but when it comes to my home relationship it's so much easier to not understand these things so like mm -hmm. we were cooking yesterday and i noticed she was just being fucking a lot <laughs> like all day long just like going in on shit and i'm like dude just because you're stressed out doesn't mean you got to fucking kill everyone around you. And she's like, you know how I am. You know me. You know I'm scared. And it was like really cool to have that moment of understanding with her. Yeah. Like I was, I'm not good at that all the time. You know, usually I'm like, why? What the fuck is wrong with you? Why are you being a dick? And like yesterday I was able to like just acknowledge like, oh, I see you're being a dick because of this do you want to stop that now? Or like, can you tell me how to help you? So that was a, an interesting part of my journey uh, in relational studies with my spouse. So um, yeah, it was, uh, it was interesting. It was cool. It was weird. And now she's got her teeth out and she's sleeping on the couch because the medicine she took to calm her nerves didn't kick in until after we left. After. And so now <laughs> she's just like dead to the world. Yeah. Guillermo man is over here saying, look at me. I think he's having fun trying to figure out like how he's looking at himself because he really yeah. enjoys himself. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, what's going on in the lives of y'all today? Hmm. That's Not it. Hectic. Yeah. Yeah, I had a hectic weekend. My aunt is moving in with us at the end of the week so a lot of preparation okay and you've got a few grandkids living there too yes so you got a full house yes my dad is here my daughter with her three kids me and now my aunt oh damn all right well never never a dull moment then huh no <clears throat> it isn't that's this bedroom of mine is my sanctuary okay okay i dig it and then work of course you know the tattoo yes. shop always is um always is a place to enjoy getting away, it seems. Yeah, I agree. Whenever I'm tattooing, everything else goes away. Yeah, it's weird how that happens, doesn't it? Uh it's it's odd. Um tattooing was one of the only things that took my pain away when I was going through uh my amputation. Well, after the amputation, when I would get really, really gnarly um phantom pains that was the only thing like that would really yeah. just away i just tattoo and if it came up every so often i'd be like "Ooh, all right let me take a quick second all right let's get back to work but uh speaking of getting back to work i've been tattooing a lot more lately and that's been cool and when i say a lot more, I say like two days a week um but like from no days a week it was two days a week is a lot yeah well it's great because it's like it's weird, too, because, you know, I, I do, uh, you know, this stuff and then, you know, other rad moving and other rad academy stuff throughout the week. And then Friday and Saturday come up and I tattoo and then Sunday I just kind of do nothing. 
And so like, it's really weird how my life is kind of sectioned off in things. And it's, it's kind of cool. Cause I always know like, all right, strap up for the weekend. Cause you know, you're going to go and work and your body's going to hurt and all that. But uh, it's always a nice time. And it always gives me a lot of time to exercise throughout the week and uh, not stress so much about getting to the gym all the time. Um, so it's really nice. And this guy is a frigging wiggle worm. Yes, you are. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that face. Yeah. It's uh, we set up his room more so recently and I've uh, been going in there with him and playing with toys and watching him be silly. Uh, he's, man, having a kid is a really weird time when you're older. It's like, it's so much cooler. <laughs> yeah. I love watching them come into their personality. Yep. Yep. I mean, I got this guy over here. He's 21. So, you know, he uh, he's uh, doing his own thing in his own different way. So having this little guy and that big guy, it's been an interesting ride, uh, you know. So, yeah. So what are we going to talk about today, kids? What do we got on the table? Any press issues, Amber? Every, everything's good. <laughs> I, I know. Isn't that weird? Look at that. Okay, let's talk I about I am that. fantastic. Why does it feel weird when things are fantastic? Because She's shit. waiting for that other shoe to drop. Yeah, shit is always <laughs> going wrong. Yeah. See, the thing is, if you look at the history of it, right, there's always ups and downs. Why can we expect the downs, but we can't accept the ups? I think it's because it's such a disappointment when you're in and up and the down comes. Well, why does it have to be a disappointment? I know, but you know that's what, what it is. And that's what I'm saying. Why can't we just drive the car knowing that we're going to fucking hit some bumps and it's going to be all right later? Like, that's that's the weird thing. Like, And that's kind of part of my practice as life comes the older I get. <laughs> yeah. Um, just like expecting and accepting and i think accepting those moments we don't like is difficult like i'll i always i don't know if it happens to you guys but when i'm tattooing always the music speaks to me yes so yeah you know like you're sitting there and you're like don't talk to me like that song yeah. <laughs> uh, there's this one bumping out this song and uh, he always goes i'm happiest when i'm struggling and like, when I'm tattooing and that hits me, I'm like, shut up, dude. Don't fucking tell me that. Because when you yeah. think about it, like, yeah, yeah, we're happy outside of the struggle. But like, it's almost like we we not only welcome the struggle, but we desire it so much that we can't appreciate the good. Yeah, I, I think good. subconsciously we know the struggle makes us better. Hmm. I appreciate the good. Uh, the good is boring. This is a good point. I made. I almost made him spit his water out. Uh, Did you see that? I dropped fires, the cap. <laughs> when there's, when there's, you know, when you're a busybody like I am, and I know that you are, like when there's no fires to put out and nothing needs addressed, and tattoos are going smooth and everyone's in a good mood and it's just going chill. You know, you finish tattooing, it's like seven, and it's like, what the fuck do I do now? You know, and it's not to say that 
we don't all hopefully have friends and family and loved ones and things you want to get into, but it's so weird after I'm coming down from like a four year straight high of like, I think up until this point, we're almost at the end of the year, maybe like 12 legitimate days off, like the whole year that weren't like, well, so-and-so wants to get tattooed, I'll go or whatever. And it's so like, peaceful I, I a perfect example is like when all the quarantine stuff and we were shut down i would wake up make an awesome breakfast jog five miles get design work done reach out to friends i haven't talked to in ages like watch a tv show like i would do all this stuff and have like a really rich full productive day and be like man that was an awesome day i really handled a lot and looked down and it would be like two in the afternoon and i'm like well fuck what now okay and i think like that's kind of the the side effect of the good side. Like that byproduct is just that unless you're the sort of person that can just veg on the couch, you're kind of like, okay, things are good. What do I do? And unfortunately I've thankfully grown out of this habit. I know some other people that still struggle with it. A lot of times it's like, well, if I create bad, then I have a mess to fix. And people almost get afraid of things going good and are just like, how can I burn this all down? Yeah, uh, yeah. So I'm thankfully glad to not be in that phase since my early 20s, but I do know a lot of people yeah. that do. And everybody deals with that like boredom of the good in their own way. It's funny that you say boredom of the good. Um, it's a, uh, I don't know if you all watched that Queen movie uh, about, about Freddie Mercury and Queen. Yeah. Um, the, the guy that played Freddie Mercury, I remember at one point he was like, you know, it's the in-between for me that I have a hard time with. And it's like you said, you know, in between either chaos or good, you know, there, there's this lull that happens. And a lot of us can't handle the lull. And um, I've been noticing a lot more lately with Zen, like today when I'm not going to ask Donna to do anything. So, you know, it's like, all right, my job is take care of the baby. And, you know, my brain goes to Instagram and it goes to this and it goes to that. And it's like, what can I do? Like, You can't do anything, man, because he's going to smack the phone out of your hand. He's going to start crying like he's he's your focus. So focus on him. Make him the task. I will have that exact same issue with my cat. (laughs) (laughs) You know, hopefully your cat isn't as hands on as Zen is. (laughs) <laughs> I try to open the phone up at all once I'm in bed or on the couch. The oh, this just head headbutt it right out and just like yep. meow, meow. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, it's it's kind of cool to have those reminders from the universe uh in form of baby or cat or whatever it is that reminds mm. you to stop dicking off because like you're supposed to be enjoying this moment right now. Actually, it's really cool that we're all like in a good spot and don't have anything to bitch about or fix uh, because like it gives us a new topic. <laughs> yeah. You know? Uh, I'm so looking forward to Thursday. I fly to Tampa, tattoo yeah. with you guys, mm-hmm. go to Universal Monday, fly back Tuesday, immediately start driving to Atlanta, do the pit row convention. And I'm like, cool, 10 days of chaos, good chaos, tattoo chaos, profitable chaos, but like, yay, chaos. So the next two or three days are just like, that's my task at hand that I'm like, okay, come, come soon. Right. Give me something to do. Hence why you didn't mind doing all the tattoos in the world today, because you're like, okay, cool. This portion of my day is eaten up. And then, you know, when you saw that 
I, that Donna had her teeth removed, you messaged me and you were probably like, okay, fuck. Now I'm going to have that next hour to, to not filled, you know, like, so it's cool, like filling the time. And that's kind of the thing with, you know, spending time with him, filling my time with Zen time is totally different than filling my time with busy work. Yeah. You know, because, and you know, Amber, with, with the, with the grandkids and stuff, you know, and, and your kids, I'm sure you too, like, yeah. when you take time to spend with them, like, that's your job. Like yes. there's, he, he makes me nap all the time. And now it's gotten to the point where I'm like, all right, let's go nap, dude. And he's like, nope, I'm still pissed. So like, you have to find out why he's pissed, you know, change his diaper, feed him, you know, play with him. And sometimes he doesn't want to play with the toys himself. He wants to like, have you play with the toys. And sometimes you just have to talk to him. And sometimes he just hollers and makes noises just because he's a, a baby and he likes the sound of his voice he's yeah. found a voice so it's it's so interesting though like that is the work some days mm -hmm. you know because the work is so much okay what do i got to do on my computer what do i got to do on the phone what do i got to do on social media you know what art do i gotta address like how many things do i have to do and it's like it's so weird to like slow yourself down and that's one of the things i've been saying about him since he came like he's taught me so much how to slow down, how to relax, how to focus on what's important. And that's him. And that's Donna. And that's Jaden. And that's like hanging out at the house and like so much so that I got fucked up in the head thinking like, I don't want to work at all anymore. And then I was like, well, that's too boring. That's, that's too crazy for me to not work. So it's been yeah. a very interesting ride to you want, you want to give him back again. So like, figure out this balance of uh how to do life in a good state yeah you know, like um uh one of my friends who uh helps me with my crypto stuff he sent out a message today wow and imagining like that the crypto is going to go up again and like my my mutual funds investments are going to go up again like it's just really weird seeing that like the market's going to do something different again rather than be tanked. And yeah. then like, oh, wow. So then I can kind of live off those things if I don't want to work. <laughs> uh, maybe a bobble. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so like, it's interesting seeing my brain and the patterns I go through. Mm. Specifically regarding money. Because uh, it's okay, I've got enough money, I'm good. And then as you get to your safe dollar amount, because we all have a safe dollar amount in our accounts. Yeah. And, you know, like, and, and it's gone up for me over the years. And so now like my safe dollar amount, when I start, when I hit that safe dollar amount and it goes below that, I still find myself in a tailspin. And I think like Dusty said, I think that's kind of like the chaos that I'm creating. Yeah. <laughs> When you look at the history, the history is money is always there for us. You know, even if we go broke, even if we go in the negative, it always comes back. Yes. But like, one of my patterns is always, oh, money's looking a little scarce. Let me freak the fuck out. And then now I'll feel okay when the money comes again. Yeah. <laughs> so it's been really weird being in a spot one of my coaches told me the other day he's like 
Dude, you have everything you need. Everything you need is with you right now, right here. And like settling into that concept, I have all the love I need. I have all the money I need. I have all the safety I need. I have all the stability I need. Like we just lost a lot of artists at the shop over the past bunch of months. Um, yeah, just uh, do four scoops of holly in that one and four ounces. Um, so, you know, we lost a bunch of artists and now we're getting back to a point where we've hired so many new artists that it's going to have to be like sharing stations at some point. Nice. And, and it's weird. You, uh, it's weird when you go through that, you know, and you see, you see the dip go back into a spike. And then if you look at the history of it, the dips and spikes are just, they're there all the time. Yeah. And you can be okay with that. That's settling into the comfort of not having the chaos, or at least just accepting the chaos that is and being cool with it. What? I think that's kind of the state I'm in at the moment. It is what it is. It's going to be what it's going to be. Thing of fit about it is not going to help me any. Because we're not really ready for my aunt to come. Well, there's still more work to do. There's going to be more work to do when she gets here. We'll work it all out. Yeah. Will really be ready for something like that? No. Exactly. So, like, it's going to happen either way. You can either stress about it or you can choose to be like, look, this is happening whether, you know, I'm ready or not. I may as well have fun with it. My daughter is freaking out but she's 25. I'm 46. I have much less fucks left to give. Right, exactly. And you've got a you've got a, a deeper history of making it through shit. Yeah. You know, like yesterday I thought Donna was stressing about travel cuz you know she was going through all the things in her head, you know, I got to get this done, I got to get this done. I got, I'm getting my teeth done and I don't know if I'm gonna be able to do all the blah, 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 blah. and I was like, dude, if like here's the thing, you know you're freaking out. And then once you calm down, don't worry, I'll pick it up and I'll start fucking travel stressing. So yeah. don't worry about it. And like knowing that that's part of my pattern, I feel like when the travel stress does come, I'll be able to identify it more. And it's weird because uh, I watched the, this movie, The Good Dinosaur the other day, and they talked a lot about fear, right? Well, I, I, so I use Zen as an excuse to watch movies like, cartoons all the time oh absolutely <laughs> so like we turned this movie on actually Jaden was watching it with him the other night and I was like oh this is cute I thought it was a short let me watch this movie and the big thing is they went into this uh what's up it was, sad. It was so fucking sad. sad dude like even the happy moments were fucking sad <laughs> it really sucked it was a great movie but it was fucking hard um but the big thing was being scared Arlo was like the, the, the main character. He was this little dinosaur and he was scared of everything. And like all the big dudes in his life explained to him how to like do things and still be scared. Yeah. And so it's, it's kind of interesting thinking and relating that to real life. And if you want to bring a chair and sit in, dude, you've always got good perspectives too. Um, but, um, it was interesting because it's kind of like what I said about the history. When you look at the history of all the things you've done that you were afraid of, that you've overcome, 
like your history is 100% fucking success through all those things. So as you get older, you have the history of, oh, I did this scared and I did it anyway. I did this, you know, worried and I did it anyway. And all these things that you've made it through. So it's, it's almost like, like how I said in class, um, one of the first times, Dusty, about journaling a lot. After journaling a year every day, you've got all this data about yourself. Now, if you look back at all the data you've got on your life, I've made it through all these fucking things. So why can't I just sit here and coast for a minute and enjoy the ride when things are perfect and where things are fantastic? Uh, so it's interesting looking at how hard it is to be okay with things being fantastic. Yeah. And all you have to do is just look at how much you've made it through. And just be like, okay, cool. If I really want struggle, it's it's around the fucking corner. Anyway. Yeah, it'll find me. <laughs> it's like, the the takeaway from every dinosaur cartoon is we're all gonna get hit by a comet anyway. So like, yeah, it's coming. Fuck it, dude, for real. And like, um, the market. I'm I just started started investing in in uh, stocks and things. And my financial advisor has shown me the graph of the market since it started and there's ups and downs but it's on a constant upswing it's always going up so if we look at life the same fucking way there's ups and downs but if you do it the right way you're always going to be going up mm. and so that's just kind of cool knowing that if you allow it <laughs> You'll always be going up. Things will always be on the up and up. Things will always be going good, reasonable, you know, well enough. And then you're going to get hit by a comet at some point and then have to clean up about it. Like your aunt moving in. You're never going to be fucking okay. You're never going to be ready. Like having the baby. Fuck, man. Me and Donna still, we're, we have to do a conversation on YouTube about it. Uh, like all the things that we said to each other or in our brains that we didn't say out loud because we mm. you know uh, at one point in time she was saying to me you know we we're driving to the hospital uh because she had to start going to doctor's appointments and couldn't have the baby at a birthing center because she had elevated uh blood sugars and she's like you know i've run into problem after problem after problem in the last bit you know, we don't have a name for him. And this is where it got hard. She goes, maybe he just wasn't supposed to be here. Maybe I'm just going to miscarry at the end. Maybe he's going to stillbirth. Maybe something terrible is going to fucking happen because we're not ready. The room's not ready. And everything keeps going to shit. And it was wild because that was one of those downswing times of the market. Mm -hmm. You know, and then the times where I'm sitting at the fucking dinner table with him and just holding him, looking at him crying because I can't believe how beautiful and perfect he is. Like, that's the upswing. And it's a little higher than the last time. And then it goes a little higher than the last time and it just keeps going up and up. Now, it's not to say that the low points can't get lower than the last time, but it always is a cause and effect thing. You know, so right now we're all at a pretty good fucking place. Uh, I feel good. <laughs> you know, I know that I know that my relationship with money has been repairing over the past year. 
I know that uh, Donna got her teeth fucking removed today, so that's one less giant stress on us as a family. I know that I know that Tampa's about to happen, so there's one less giant stress there. Uh, I'm gonna get tattooed on Sunday at Tampa, so that's fucking sweet dick. Um, Like life as well. Jaden just did a fucking a concert uh, at a kava bar. I tried kava for the first time. it was kind of like the first time I smoked pot. Nothing really happened. Uh, yeah. I thought I was going to get like at least mellow or happy or something. Nothing. Um, but he did a killer show, released a song that he's never performed before. Uh, life is good. Oh, and I'm fucking booking clients at the rates that I've been afraid that people aren't going to want to book with me at. And like it's happening in that sense. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. I had a client cancel on Saturday because she was super sick. And then my buddy texts me. He's like, man, I'm depressed. I just want to tell you about it. And I was like, well, I'm free. You want to get tattooed? And he's like, fuck yeah, let's go get tattooed. So then I got to go and make money on a day. I didn't think I was making money. You know, so like things when you when you allow the good to happen, it seems like it continues to happen. Like, you know, the, like the secret that that book that I have tattooed on my wall. Uh, it's about the law of attraction, like attracts like. You know, you you attract what you think. And when I'm in the downtrodden place, Amber, I know you can relate to this so much because the first couple of weeks you showed up here, you were constantly battling something new. And yeah. now you're at this really cool place that's like, nah, man, I'm good. Like, I'm yeah. good. And like, yeah, it'll come. There's still shit happening, but. Right. Right. But I'm good. Where's your mindset been lately? Where's your focus been? I have been manifesting positivity. Ah. And that's so cool. So now we just talked about at the beginning, you know, how hard it is to appreciate the good and sit in it. And. It's really just an old paradigm. Yeah. We're just used to the good being difficult. But if we like actually give ourselves time and grace to like enjoy the good and focus on the good, then the good continues to come. That's why I love this like, you know, this whole world of giving people the goods because it makes me focus on the goods more. Yeah. You know, like, and Dusty last week uh, hit me up after the show and he was like man it's so cool people are like telling me that they're listening and like they're stoked about it and i was like yeah that's a cool feeling he's like it is it's a little weird i'm like yeah it is but like it's so talk about that a little bit dusty like the the weirdness of getting noticed for the good right i i think i think the way i had worded it it's like it's, it's weird being on the other end of that uh i'm like i'm always the one that's like Oh, I'm fucking stressed on shit. So to have other people reach out, and that is why uh, on my business cards it says like Dusty Pitstick, and even before tattooer, it says like unlicensed therapist. Uh, <laughs> I, I like being on that end of being able to actually today in the shop was really cool because uh, Aura, who you've not got to meet her yet, she every day she's like I'm so excited to meet Robbie, but Josh's girlfriend. She's it's a so phenomenal cool. artist. I feel like I've met her already because. When I was up in, in Ohio, Josh was talking about her a lot. Yeah. I've seen her so much on the internet. So, like, I'm having this hard time. Her, 
like that was the perfect hand motion there. You and her are like on very, very similar wavelengths. She's really excited to meet you in Tampa. Um, they're coming down and tattooing too. They got their own booth and all that, but she is tattooing uh, somebody that she's from Canada and it's someone that drove from Canada. They're on their way to Alabama anyways. And they're like, well, I want to stop in and get tattooed. So they got tattooed most of the day. They're going out to dinner with her and Josh. They're all hanging out for the night. And then she's doing another full day on them tomorrow. But it was something for her husband that passed like a year ago. And uh, it was such a cool moment because, you know, she's getting tattooed and it was her first tattoo. And it's like, she's doing a whole half sleeve to commemorate her husband just passed. And uh, meanwhile, I'm over here with, uh, it's a friend of mine's daughter who it's her 19th birthday. She's getting tattooed. Her cousin's getting tattooed. Both of their moms are now getting tattooed. And the energy, like there's this literal little divide between her and mine's booth. And it was just a little more somber at first. And then I bring these girls in and I start talking with them, tattooing. The mom of the first girl I tattooed notices Aura's client's shirt. And she's like, oh, is that from this show? They start talking about the show that they love. They start putting on music that they like and talking about music. And I think it was still a very, you know, painful and memorial thing for her but also she's celebrating it with these people now. And Aura and I were able to just guide them all through the whole like chat about this, getting them friendly, getting this going. And all of a sudden you're just watching this thing where these people are chatting and they're helping her heal and she's helping them be less nervous because, you know, this lady's super nervous. She got tattooed once when she's like 18 and now she's in her, you know, early fifties or whatever. And she's a little nervous and it just watching that energy is awesome and i love being like a quiet facilitator of that i can tattoo people and i can kind of ask the right questions i mean even when i was there tattooing that one girl that she got like an hour and a half just like a little something and i just had her opening it up and like oh you play bass what kind of bass do you play oh this oh that before you know it she's telling me where she hit these bodies in 1982 and uh just getting people to open up like i'm really good at just like kind of quietly doing my thing tattooing chatting so to be in a position where people are actively like, you know, Medusa reached out to us earlier today and like people hitting you up and they're like, Hey, I actually listened to your thing. I have questions. I want to acknowledge you. Like the acknowledgement side of it is where it's a little like, Oh no, stay, stay back. And I'm learning to do better with it, but it is weird to think like anytime anybody asks you for advice on anything and to fight that internal thought of like, I have nothing figured out. Why are you coming to me with yeah. this? And that was, it was funny. Or I actually heard this quote, the girl that I tattooed that it's her birthday. I had tattooed her before uh, when I was working at aisle nine, when she was like, I think her 18th birthday actually. And you know, with the placement of the tattoo, she's just like, whatever, I trust you. I trust you with my life. And I'm like, that's your first mistake. But Aura said like, she's like, I don't know if you've ever really noticed, but so many of your clients say that to you. And I think it really is just that you've built this rapport of trust because you are just, you'll let people say whatever and do whatever you don't judge. You're cool. You're laid back. And I'm like, yeah, I like it when it's quiet and she can just make a joke like that and we're cool. But when it starts turning into people legitimately being like, no, I I actually trust you to help me. I'm like, no, bad, get it away. So I'm learning to deal with that, but it it was actually kind of cool. And when I texted you that the other day, it was like a nice moment of, almost accepting it and coming to terms with it and maybe even being a little bit happy about it. Like, Hey, it's kind of nice to feel like, you know, I'm 37. I'm not old, but I'm definitely not young. Uh, 
maybe maybe I've learned a thing or two and gotten to a point where you know I can do that and I can be helpful for someone and you know the shop in Fairborn here we've got an apprentice and I've got to chat with her and like help guide her through some stuff and even just the littlest things it's it's almost kind of nice to teach or to give knowledge or give help to someone and I've always felt like well why would I do that when I have nothing figured out myself but I might have just figured out a thing or two about life and have a little something to share now. So it's, it's weird, but it's cool. It's fun. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. it is. It's odd to, to stand, step into mm-hmm. it. Cause like, you know, we helped usher Amber into like acknowledging that she has that, even though she knows she had it, even though it's been happening her whole life, you know, like mm-hmm. for, for us to be like, yo, what do your clients actually say to you? And she's like, they fucking tell me that they love me and I'm the best and they need this and da 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 da. Dude, like it's so wacky. Like, so my it one, it, it's really it's it's crazy. Like to to accept it finally, um, and it's weird because we forget. <laughs> you know, we forget yes. all the time that we had it figured out yesterday or last week. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's not this brand new thing like you were just talking about dusty as much as it is just remembering hey i had this figured out i'm i'm pretty good at this you know i do this life thing well like the other day um my one good friend she uh it's it's crazy that you said that you were tattooed or that aura was tattooing a memorial to a, a, a recent late husband because i was tattooing one of my best friend in the world who passed away his widow the other day and uh she plays the tough guy role dude she's like four foot nine so you know she's always constantly playing the tough guy role and uh i i, I go into the back door when i walk in the shop like the back room door um partially because i like having those couple extra seconds to myself partially because sometimes i need to talk to you know people that work at the studio or they need to talk to me. So I walk in through the back and I ask the front desk, I'm like, where's Laura? They're like, oh, she's in your room. I was like, okay, I figured as much, but all right. So I go in there and you know my room, Dusty, how it has those pink doors that open. She's sitting in the little barber chair behind the one pink door to the right. And like, as soon as she noticed me, she hops up off the chair, fucking throws herself at me and wraps her arms around my neck and says, I had no idea how much I needed this hug while she's like crying and shit. And dude, I've cried with this lady a lot. And it's usually more me crying. But it was really cool to see her finally crack and be like, you know, she's had a couple of little moments here and there, but she was a mess today. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it was cool that she had the safe space with me that she could get messy. And she could fall apart, you know? And one of the things she tells me, which is something I hear a lot from people is, I can, I can truly be me around you. I can truly work through my shit around you. I can bring you things that other people don't understand. And the magic and beauty in that, like, it's almost like every time I forget that tattooing is more than just drawing pictures, somebody reminds me of. Yeah, it's a very intimate act. Oh, fuck yeah. yeah. Such a 
if you are given a task and you complete a task, there is a reward that comes with a job well done. But it's so different between like, oh, you know, my boss at the nine to five trusts me to get this report done on time. And I did it and I did it well. And my work is excited. And there, there's a lot of like pride that comes with that. Uh, mm-hmm. Even with tattooing, if you do a tattoo and you just fucking nail it and you're like, even I'm stoked on this as an artist, we shit on everything we do and we want to gas yeah. up like you, you and I could do the exact same tattoo, the exact same style, exact same way. And I would look at mine and be like, man, I really fucked this up. And I'd look at yours and be like, dude, you fucking crushed it. <laughs> it's just like, yes, that way we are. But there's still that like when you do that one right. tattoo, <laughs> when you do that one tattoo that you're like, even I love this, like it's, it's a greater reward to risk in like the job well done. But like emotionally, it's such a different you know, instead of someone trusting you to do the report or to nail that lettering tattoo, when someone's like, I trust you to like, see me raw. And the reward that comes with it, though, when you do hit that level of like, breaking those walls and really relating with someone and giving them some sort of like, actual happiness or closure or chatting with them is like, that's a high that you can't chase with like anything else it's just so cool to know that like they don't think you're a salesman they don't think you're just doing something for a reason they don't think it's you know the rose-colored glasses they're like no you see me as an actual flawed human you still care about me you still do for me and like i'm legitimately appreciative and that is like i don't know that's just like a whole different level feeling that like you know i'm sure she paid you to do the tattoo and i'm sure paying bills Mm -hmm. is nice but that hug is like so much more to just be like this is fucking rad i really impacted a life and i made a real friend and it's not just a oh yeah they're my homie they come through and get tattooed we laugh about you know football or whatever like i don't know it's just so real and just so cool to like hit that level and i've watched you tattoo i've got to see it a few times and like you tattooed alexis who i love and she's my baby sister and she is so quiet. Like even on that trip to Florida, we talked a lot, but like she would kind of talk and then just kind of zone and stare out the window for 30 minutes of driving and then kind of tune back in and we'd chat and you had her open it up while you were tattooing her in a way that even you couldn't get her to open up when not tattooing her. It's just like, it just click and it just came. And it's such a cool feeling to know that we can do that and like be authentic and not be just doing it to be cool. Or like I said, not trying to sell something. Oh, I'm your homie. And I care because you're paying me to tattoo, but just to be authentic. And I don't know, it's such a good feeling. No, seriously, dude. And like, that's one of the things with starting the coaching company. Um, one of my coaches told me, he's like, dude, you, he's like, he says, I look at your Instagram and it's either tattooing or coaching. And he's like, dude, you have to, you have to stop separating. He's like, you are both. And you are always both. Mm. And like, stepping into that and like because that's why i'm good at getting people to open up because i'm a decent coach right like (laughs) you know (laughs) and like i will have to say and i need to record a video saying this because you had asked me to uh (laughs) but it's definitely one of those things where i will absolutely say that you are a good coach because it doesn't feel like you are coaching to get a video of me telling you how great you are. It never felt like you were somebody that's coaching others to get their money. You can, it's that authenticity level of 
you are someone that cares and you happen to just be able to make money caring, which is awesome. But that was never, I have been in other coaching programs. I've been through some other stuff, seminars, sat with other people that I am like, you give the absolute highest level of fucks about me until that program is over. And then when that money is not there anymore, like you are a ghost. Um, And it it, it is, you can tell certain people the level of authenticity or the level of what a money grab it can be. You are not that. And so I think that's one of those things where when money was never the stressor in the first place, people aren't, like I said, it takes the salesmanship out of it. They're not, Oh, well, Robbie's trying to get my money. He's trying to get me to, pay him to tattoo me. So I guess I'll, you know, open up or whatever. Like, it's just like, no, Robbie is just my dude. Your guy came and got tattooed by you. And it wasn't even ever a question of like, well, how much or what do I do? He's just like, I need a vent. And you're like, come fucking hop in the chair, dude, then. And there he is. And when you can take that money and that salesmanship out of it, like there's definitely better healing. There's better laughing. There's better friendship, but like it speaks volumes about who you are, who a lot of us are that, that's not the motivation and nobody thinks it is they can see through that and know that you're being real right well i I hate being sold i hate being i hate being uh manipulated uh and part of like hating being sold is i just don't want i just don't want to be a number don't 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 stripper me you know what i'm saying like don't, don't don't pretend you love me just to get my money you know if you can't truly love me let me fucking know right up front I'll still give you my money if I want the product, you know? And one of the things I'm learning in the, in the coaching space, there's a lot of people making millions of dollars and like a lot of them don't give a shit. And I could never be the guy that got filthy stinking rich by not caring about people because like, I care so much. So if I can make some money while I care and change some lives while doing it, great. But like, if I'm making money and pretending and then I feel gross and dirty at night, that's not okay. And that's not who I be. Mm-hmm. You know, such a, it's a weird tactic, but you can tell when it happens. Anytime you see any of those, I love, like, if you looked at my Instagram, it's literally nothing but tattoos uh cats and cat adjacent animals there's a lot of like duck videos on instagram now for some reason um (laughs) and then the third one is i love following the accounts that show videos of just good things happening like if you ever show me a video of when a baby gets like the cochlear implant and they can hear for the first time i will both stand up and applaud and weep like a grown-ass child I love those videos, but there is such a separation between videos of genuinely good moments caught on video and videos of, it'll be like a guy that like pretends to drop money and a homeless guy finds it and gives it back to him. And he's like, well, since you had such a good heart to give it to me, I want you to keep it. And I'm like, who the fuck is filming this and why? Like you did this to do it. (laughs) And I definitely know people that their whole Instagram presence, their whole life presence, the way that they show up is here are these professional photos of me. Here are these videos of me saying these rehearsed lines. Here's these videos of me doing these things. Here's these stories of how great I am. And it turns into this thing where I'm like, I don't think any of this is true. And if you have a product, like you said, if they had a product I wanted and they were just out the gate, like I make dope ass tattoo inks, you should try them because they're dope. 
And I'm like, okay, cool. I'll try. Fucking A. But if you're, it's a whole fucking production, it's different. Your headshots for everything are just you holding your leg and smiling. And I think it's something to be said for you who you are. But also that thing you said earlier about like people feel like they can be their authentic self around you because you present yourself as your authentic self and they know I've seen mm-hmm. Robbie vulnerable. I've seen Robbie crying. I've seen Robbie laughing. I've seen every facet of you that even like Amber, we've never met in person and just seeing you on this and talking to you. I'm like, okay, she's legit as fuck. If I ever met you, I'd give you a big ass hug and know right off the rip that you're going to let me hug you. Cause you're an awesome person. Yeah. And it's just, it's just going to be authentic and fun the same way. Like the most viral thing I've ever been in on Instagram was that stupid video of me dancing at that eighties night in Akron after the rubber city convention. <laughs> but how many people have approached me and they're like, you're just a fucking goofy dude. I would have thought anybody else was like, Oh, look at me. I'm whimsical. They're like, you're legit just a goofy fucking weirdo. And you like to dance and you like to do these things. And it immediately takes their layer down that they're like, okay, I know I'm dealing with another flawed human. I know I'm dealing with another goofball. I'll just be a fucking goofball too. That's why when, even when you came to Dayton and I first met you within 10 minutes of talking to you, I was like, all right, this guy's been on Ink Master. He's a fucking rad tattoo artist. He owns his own shop. I'm going to you know, be myself, but probably tone it back just a little bit and be professional and be courteous. And within 10 minutes of talking to you, I gave you a big ass hug and I was just fucking spouting off about whatever i was like nah he's cool i can be me we're good (laughs) i mean that that's part of the reason why i wear flamingos too you know what i'm saying like i keep it light i keep it fun on purpose because i can be really dark i can be really depressing i can be really depressed i can be really angry when my focus is on the wrong fucking thing watch out you know what i'm saying like it's not good for anybody so with all the all the self-improvement and all the personal development stuff I've done in the past bunch of years, I've realized, oh, okay, so it isn't bullshit when they say, you know, the five people you spend the most time around is, you know, you are the sum of that. And it isn't bullshit when they say, you know, what you focus on and what you think about regularly is what you produce. Because yeah. when I'm a cranky fuck, when I'm a bag of misery, I just produce more cranky fucking bag of misery shit. But like, I had this weird time with myself recently <clears throat> where I hired the two artists at the same time. Um, was it in class that that happened or was it on this show that that happened? I think it was oh, on this show. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Cause oh, I got no. conflicting I got... reports. <laughs> so yeah. Cause I got the two texts like back to back. I got one right before I got one during. Mm. So, you know, I was like, wow. If I was able to manifest artists that get it, that want to work at Rad Inc., why am I not able to manifest everything else that I want? Oh, it's because I'm standing in my fucking way. And instead of having this like, fuck you battle with myself, it was more of, huh, I can change this. So why don't I? And one of the things was getting the clients at the rates that I was worried I couldn't get them at. Instead of being like, oh, I can't get them at these rates. No, there's people out there that need me. And that's why I brought up, you know, the the coaching and tattooing. Because now, like, everyone that I talk to about advertising soul sessions for tattooing, they're all like, wow, that's really cool. Even people that have been tattooed by me before, they're Mm -hmm. like, wow, that's really cool. And I'm like, 
you know, like you've lived through this, right? And they're like, oh yeah, that's true. Wow, that's really cool. So, <laughs> so it's really interesting to see that like, all you have to do is just do and focus on the right things. And then things are okay. And things are all right. And things go your fucking way. Granted, they don't always go the way you want them to all the time. They don't always go the way you think they're going to. But the outcome is always, I'm okay. And a lot of the time it's, I'm better than okay. Yeah. So if we can just focus on being better than okay and being all right with that and knowing that X amount of dollars is in the bank account, knowing that X amount of love is coming our way every single day, knowing that we have X amount of ability to handle all the bullshit that fucking comes our way. And like this, this one dude, I, I, he's in one of the coaching programs I'm in. We were talking one day and he's like, listen, kid. Look, guy, here it is. I wake up with fucking problems. So if I wake up with problems and I let them kill me, well, my day's fucked. But if I wake up with problems and I know I'm going to get through them, then shit, things are all right. Because, I mean, really, like, problems are always there. But it's how we deal with them. It's truly, like, how you react to things is what shapes your life. And I fucking fought that for so long. So many old adages I fought for so long. But really, Mm -hmm. hey, they're all pretty kind of true. And that's why they've been around timelessly. So, yeah. Yeah. There's an old adage, and I'm going to butcher it. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's what you fear at night and the day will come to call anyways or anyhow or something like that. And it's basically that idea like shit's going to happen. It's kind of like with Donna and the teeth. It's like, okay, are you going to stress about it the whole time? Like regardless of anything, you're going, the dude's going to yank them. And it's always the times that we stress the most that turn out to be the most chill that you're like, I don't know why I was stressed about that. And it's always the ones that you're like, ah, in and out that turn out to just be a horrible shit show. But like that was going to happen regardless. So it's that same, you know, if you can take the idea of knowing that the love is there and that the money's there and that every, maybe you're down right now, maybe you wake up with problems, but like, you're going to fix them and combine it with that thought of like, the shit's going to happen anyways. Don't stress up until the point of at least enjoy life until it comes. Right. If you can put those two things together, you're unstoppable. Right. Right. Besides being stressed all the time is so exhausting. So get it. And like, when you can be where Dusty just said, it's actually a lot less work. Yes. You're always, there's always this like level of I'm going to be okay. That you know you've got there rather than, oh my God, I'm panicked. Let me go all the way down the panic rabbit hole just so I can fucking fight my way back out of it just to be at ground level again. So yeah, holding on to the fact that everything's okay all the time. It's a hard place. Um, it like your top five emojis, like they always have those ones listed first that you use. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my top five at all times is like the shrugging white girl emoji, the like, okay, <laughs> whatever. Because people constantly like, well, what if this? What if that? And I'll just send that, like, oh, what if? Like, it's going to happen. I, yeah. You know, there's certain things you should prepare for in life, like 
you just went through all the hurricane stuff. Yeah, you should probably have some hurricane prep. It's a natural disaster that's likely to happen in your neighborhood. The same way that I live in the Midwest, we get hit with tornadoes. You should probably have a contingency plan, but there's a big difference between, okay, I know what to do if there's a fire and every single day checking the battery and your smoke detector and freaking out that there could potentially be a fire. Like you've got to draw that line of just like, it's coming. Yeah. I'm going to live my life. Well, it's back to what you said about uh, creating chaos for yourself when it's not there. You know, some people are not prepared for those things. So the chaos can hit them and they can be a victim. And poor me, this is so terrible. When really the truth of it is all you got to do is just fucking buy a couple of flashlights, have some canned food on, on fucking deck, you know, freeze some water bottles, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, and now you can make it through your catastrophe. So um, worst hope for the best, but once you're prepared, let that shit coast. Don't stress yeah. every day. Yeah, totally. And some stuff you just can't. I mean, fingers crossed, heaven forbid, knock on the wooden floor here, but you know, if I walking out of the shop after this and I slip and break my ankle like there was nothing that could be done about that but you can't live in that fear that that thing's constantly going to happen the best you can do is be like okay well I'm laid up in the hospital for a while how do we you know get better what do we do but you just you just can't constantly live in fear all the time of everything and create like you said it's just stress is exhausting like yes and there's no quality of life there anyways that if everything was great and we all with modern technology live to be 150, uh, which I hope we do, you know, are we going to look back and be like, okay, I had an awesome life. I did these conventions. I tattooed, I had kids, I had family, I had all these awesome things. Or is it going to be like, man, I spent that whole last time stressing about what's next. And I learned zero. Yeah. One of the blessings of losing my leg is, I was unhappy about my timeline because I saw so much of it that I was un- unhappy about in the process. And I'm like, well, now you're in a motherfucking hospital bed, you dickhead. And you couldn't appreciate all this other stuff when it was happening to you. You don't want this to be your whole life story. So yeah. now I've learned to enjoy and appreciate rather than denounce and debilitate and hate and be miserable and be sad and victimize myself. So yeah, it's a, it's a ride. It's a fucking ride that we're on every day. It is one hell of a roller coaster. It is. And right now we're at the top. We're enjoying ourselves. Yes. Like, we'll all be there for each other uh, when we're plummeting to the ground again. I love the roller coaster analogy because nobody is ever excitedly screaming when you're slowly going up. It's always the big drop that you're like, yeah, fun. Yeah. Uh, it, it's such an analogy for what we were all just talking about that it seems like it's almost like yeah. there's more hustling and busyness in the fall and being like the panic mode is almost more exciting. And then you're kind of, oh, I'm going back up to the top. Okay. Yeah, it's fun. And then you hit the top and there's excitement and then you drop again and you're like, all right purpose again so it's it is such an awful and yet perfectly fitting analogy for like yeah we're all we're all just excited for the chaos right damn i think the chaos teaches us who we are yeah absolutely well uh good art always has contrast right yes 
Everybody's funny if everybody's funny. Yeah. <laughs> nobody's special if everybody's special. Special and unique, just like everyone else. Right, right. In our own unique ways. Yep. Well, fuck. I think we're going to wrap it up today because uh, we never end this on time. And yeah, uh, think, Perfect. I think. Yeah, Renee, that went quick too. Yeah, it did. It did. For for not having a direction. Yeah. Uh, you know, we kind of we kind of rolled through it pretty fast. Um, but yeah, Amber, thanks again for being our honorary third host. Always no love problem. Here. <laughs> yeah. It's my favorite um, thing about Mondays. I love hearing that. That makes me so happy. Uh, Dusty, thank you always for being here, man. I always love your perspectives. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you know be a person in a couple days too. I know, dude. And uh, if things go right, we're gonna go and kill some zombies in the zombie paintball bus. And oh, uh, I told Laura about it. They're super stoked, dude. It's so exciting. So yeah, fucking. Oh yeah, I forgot. Yeah, Josh and Laura are gonna be here too. So yeah. it'll be rad. Fuck yeah. So we'll have we'll have quite the crew going to, to kill zombies. And there's like four or five haunted houses there. It's really cool. You want to oh, look at nice. Called, yeah, it's called Scream Again. Uh some some podunk ass town in fucking Florida somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking rad. But yeah. Sounds um, like the per- perfect place to set up some haunted houses. Oh yeah, it's awesome. They got they got like a big container structures, like the shipping containers. Like oh yeah. nice. They, I, I can imagine it's like a permanent setup year round because like it's yeah. pretty wild. Um, but yeah, they got a little courtyard and they got food and drinks everywhere. It's fucking awesome. But yeah, so um, much love to you guys. Thank you so much. I appreciate you being here. To the viewers, thank you so much. Uh, to Guy H and Gabe Ripley and all the, the reinventing family. Thank you all so much uh, for giving us a place to talk about feelings and uh, let other people thank know you. that we can do this feelings stuff. Um, on the vein of feelings, I am launching uh, another Rad Motherfucker Academy, Rad Academy powered by the Magical Motherfucker Method. Uh, that class is going to be starting in November after the first class ends. So anyone listening, anyone watching, if you're interested in being a part of that, hit me up on the social medias, Robbie Rapole everywhere, uh, and uh, let's change your life. That'll be fun. So everyone, thank you uh, and uh, love seeing you guys. Love knowing that the other humans are here. And uh, yeah, see you guys next time. You guys have a great night. You too.